Stories to Dismember is a podcast where hosts Aaron, Lindsay, and Miguel recap their horror film pick of the week based on a monthly theme. Sometimes they go on tangents, often they'll crack jokes, but they always return to dismember the film, scene by scene, until leaving you with their final reviews. Subscribe to catch your STDs. Welcome to Stories to Dismember. I am your host, Aaron, along with my two other hosts, Lindsay and Miguel. Hey! Yo, I'm Miguel, by the way. Hey, I'm the Fawns! <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Strangely yeah, relevant to this record. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. He was intense. He was an intense dude. Yeah. Just let you know, I'm a little under the weather today, so Miguel and Lindsay will probably be doing most of the talking. But I do have a section that I'm going to cover at the beginning, yeah. and hopefully we get through it. And if you're wondering, what the hell are we doing? We're doing Scream 1996. Yay! Hey. Yeah! Let's scream! Yeah! Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was directed by Wes Craven. And written by Kevin Williamson, who is a gay man. So that works into our theme of Pride Month. Pride Month. Yeah. Yes, having a lot sir. of fun with these movies. A lot of good movies. So there's a lot of... Were they stars back then when they were in this movie? Like Neb Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette? I think some of them were stars. I don't know. Probably Courtney Cox. Oh, for sure. Friends. Drew Barrymore had already friends. made a name for Drew herself. Yeah. And of course, um, um, Henry. Oh man, what's his name? Winkler. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> the Fonz. Yeah. Two thumbs. Even though it's visual, but hey, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, and. I was going to say, I know David Arquette because he was in wrestling, so I'm a nerd. I'm a wrestling nerd, hmm. so that's that's where I know him from, so that's pretty cool. All right, enough of me right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we are doing Scream 1996. Yes. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a mass killer who targets her and her friends by using scary movies as part of a deadly game. That's a little synopsis for you. Yes. I did a tiny bit of reading. Stratton actually found the article and sent it to me. I didn't get to do as much research as I wanted to, but I didn't know that this movie was inspired by a real-life set of gay criminals, two guys that were boyfriends, Mm -hmm. and they committed some horrendous crimes in 1924, I think. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, and they were sort of considered like the gay Bonnie and Clyde. Even though they were very dumb. They didn't, yeah. If you, this is actually a really interesting story. Like they were awful at killing. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's the consensus. They were bad. And really? I think this is very funny. <laughs> and they were rich kids, so obviously they didn't know what they were doing. So I just think that's really funny. Do like, you remember what uh, their names funny. were? I Leopold and Loeb. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. If you can oh, guess yeah. by their names, 
they're not Europeans, by the way. I'm pretty sure they're American. So you can tell they're rich by those names. And apparently they also influenced Alfred Hitchcock's Rope, as well as the 2002 crime thriller Murder by Numbers, both noted for their homoeroticism. So, wow, they, they inspired a bunch of things, including this film. Yeah. I just like when fucking serial killers are dummies and they're awful at everything they do. I think that's funny. It's not funny for the victims, though. Dude, if I get killed by an idiot, uh, by a very dumb person, I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to be so angry. I hope you get killed by an intelligent person, Miguel. That is my hope for for you. Honestly, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a bad way to go. But it's not funny though, because that that actually happens to people. You gotta laugh through the yeah, yeah. Pain. Uh, Ghostface is pretty smart compared to them. I'll say Ghostface is pretty smart. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other movies. There's six of them, but well, I don't know what I'm saying. All right, let's get to fucking. Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't know if I agreed with that assessment, but... No? (laughs) I was thinking about it when I was saying it. I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) Pretty dumb as well, but... We can get into that as we go on, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. All right. So we get the scream title. Yes. With the loud sound behind it. Was it a scream or a bang or something like that? I think there was a scream. Was it? It would make sense, I would think, for the title. It would not be unusual. Yeah. So it jumps out at you, big screen on the screen in red, and then we focus on a phone ringing. And at the time, I didn't know her name was Casey, but her name is Casey. I called her Drew Barrymore in my notes. Casey answers the phone, and there's a male caller says, who is this? And she, she she says, um, you called me. Who are you trying to reach? And she tells him he has the wrong number and hangs up. And so the phone rings again. And the caller says, I'm sorry, I guess I dialed the wrong number. He says he's called to apologize. And she forgives him and tries to get off the phone. He's like, wait, I want to talk <laughs> to you. Oh, my God. And she says, they got 900 numbers for that. She takes it in stride, like she she's being yeah. very good natured about it. Also, she looks so cute with that little blonde bob, and she has autumn colored <laughs> lipstick. Like that was such a that was such a thing back then. Like I was a little kid, but I remember my mom wearing similar colored like burgundy lipstick and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Drew, Drew Barrymore's adorable. <laughs> so we cut to the scene at the outside of the house, and we see a swing on a tree just moving back and forth real slow. We go back inside the house, and we see Casey making... Popcorn. Jiffy Pop. You ever done that? Not not that way with the covered aluminum, but I've, I've used to like the loose kernels in a pot. I've made popcorn mm. that way. So the phone rings again. It It's a cordless phone that... She does not let go for the whole scene. Yeah. It's the same caller. And he asks her, you know, why she, why doesn't she want to talk to him? And she wants to know, you know, who he is. And he says, I'll tell you my name if you tell me yours. He hears a noise. 
And you ask her, what's that noise? And she says, I'm making popcorn. And he says, I only have popcorn at the movies. And she says, I'm going to watch a movie. In a scary movie. Hey. He says, do you, do you like scary movies? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite scary movie? This is like a famous line, isn't it? From this film. Yeah, it's like a famous scene. What's your favorite scary movie? He says, you have to have a favorite. She says, Halloween. You know, the guy with the white mask that stalks babysitters. And he goes, his favorite it is, is um, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, the guy with knives on his fingers. <laughs> he says, yeah, that was scary. And she goes, the first one was, the rest sucked. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. And uh, just for the listener, that's a cute little thing to add in there because Wes Craven, who directed this, also directed Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of references. To it. It's not very subtle, by the way. I love it. I love it's that. Great. Though. I love that, though. It's like right. Yeah, we just covered yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two. Now I've seen two Wes Craven films. Yay! Yay! So the caller asks if she has a boyfriend, and she's like, "Why you want to go on a date?" Flirt. And he tries to get her name again, and she's just like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because I want to know who I'm looking at." Oh! She's like, mm-hmm. "What'd you say?" And they kind of do that scene where they zoom in on a person, but they're actually moving the camera back, so it kind of gives mm-hmm. a weird like distortion effect to, yeah. They use a fish um, islands a lot in this film. Anyway, the the tone completely shifts at that point because it's it's friendly yeah. and almost like a little flirty, and then it's like, oh fuck. She said, "What'd you say?" He goes, "Call says I want to know who I'm talking mm. to." And she looks around outside, and she turns off the outside lights, which is kind of weird, and locks the door. And she hangs up. And the popcorn is burning, <laughs> and the call the caller calls back. She doesn't want to talk. She hangs up again. He calls again. She calls him an asshole, and he he says, "Listen, you little <laughs> bitch, you hang up on me again, I'll get you like a fish." Aggressive. And she says, "Yeah, very aggressive." She says, yeah. "This has to be a joke," and he goes, "It's more of a game, really." Can you handle that, Blondie? So she starts running around the house, locking the doors. And the caller asks, uh, can you see me? And she says she's about two seconds away from calling the police. The caller's like, they'll never make it in time. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And she goes, what do you want? He goes, to see what your insides look like. So she hangs up the phone. The doorbell rings. She freaks out. And she starts yelling who's there. And the phone rings again. And the caller says, you, sh- you should never say who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? It's mm. a death wish. He goes, you might as well come out here to investigate a strange noise or something. And she tells him to leave. Her boyfriend's going to show up any second. He'll be pissed and he's big and he play- plays football. And he'll kick the shit out of you. And the caller says, he's scared. He's shaking his boots, you know, sarcastically. And then the, the caller goes, his name wouldn't be Steve, would it? And she's like, how do you know his name? And the caller says, turn on the patio lights. She turns on the lights and Steve is taped to a chair on the patio. This is fucked. Yeah. 
if she asks him what he's doing, why he's doing this, he wants to play a game. And she says, no. And he goes, well, then he dies right now. Uh, you know, which is it? You know, she says, well, what kind of game? He tells her to turn off the patio lights and she'll see. And he says he'll ask her a question. If she gets it right, Steve lives. It'll be fun. It's movie trivia. Uh, and he'll even give her a warm-up question. And the question was, name the killer in Halloween. He said, come on, it's your favorite scary movie, you remember? She said she can't think. And he, he's like, Steve's counting on you. And she finally says, Michael Myers. And he's like, okay, um, now for the real question. Who was the killer in Friday the 13th? And she starts saying Jason. And the caller's like, wrong answer. She says she's seen the movie 20 goddamn times. Mm -hmm. And then Nicole goes, well, then you should know that it was Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was the original killer. Spoilers! Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen those, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trick question. Yeah, we get an um actually scene later on, too. Mm -hmm. The kids at school. So he says, yeah, Jason didn't show up till the sequels. Wrong answer, Steve is out. But lucky for her, there's a bonus round. We hear Steve and Casey turns on the lights and we see Steve's been gutted. The caller goes, final question, are you ready? And the question is, what door am I at? Uh. You have the front door and the patio doors. Guess correctly and live. Then all of a sudden a chair flies through the patio doors. Casey runs into the kitchen and gets a knife. And she goes outside to hide, holding the knife and the phone still. And then we see a masked figure kind of like running through the house. And then um, we see a car coming up the drive. It looks like they were at a vineyard, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, if, it's just fancy looking. I don't know. It's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All the houses in this movie were like, Huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody's rich over here. Yeah, so. it's girl. Mm. <laughs> so the car's driving up to the house, and she's hiding under a window. And she looks up through the window, and we see the, the masked figure, the killer, facing the other way. And he turn, like, suddenly turns around and looks at her and smashes his arm through the window and grabs her arm It's holding the knife. And she punches him in the face with the cordless phone. I thought that was pretty funny. He falls down, and she starts running towards the road. And the killer jumps through a window, tackles her, but she escapes. And this scene was pretty cool, too, the slow motion. And he's chasing her down. And he stabs her in the chest. And they fight on the ground. And then she knocks the knife out of his hand. And he starts to choke her. And as she's about to pass out, she kicks him in the balls. <laughs> I like your hesitance. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure which word I'd use. Yeah. Cajones, huevos. Gonads. Nuts, gonads. Yes. Jewels. Yes. Jewels. Family jewels. Yeah. 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 So Casey sees her parents walking into the house. And they notice that the door is open a little bit. 
and she tries to yell for her mom, but because she's been choked, she can't get it out. And then the killer catches up to her and knocks her down on the ground. And she pulls off his mask, but the camera pans up to where we just see him holding the knife. That was cool. Yeah, he holds it there for a few seconds, too. And then he finally brings it down. And we haven't really described this or anything, but for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, this particular horror movie, you know what the mask looks like. It's that very simple... I mean, it's called Ghost Face. It's the white mask with like little black holes for eyes that are kind of droopy looking and then like a black <laughs> hole for mouth. It's all very droopy looking and kind of sad looking <laughs> and kind of cute too. <laughs> and they were so popular back in the day, like when I was a kid, like these were very popular costumes. My little brother had this mask for Halloween, like the whole costume for Halloween. But his was like one that you could pump fake blood in and it would run down the one. front of it. Yeah. That was yeah, so that cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think all my kids were Ghostface, uh, Michael Myers, and Jason. You know, three did all three. But these, um, these Ghostface masks are collectibles now. Like if you can find an original one, it's worth some money, I think. That's cool. Yeah. Anywho. So mom goes to call the police because they can't find Casey and, you know, the popcorn's burning and. It's got to smell bad. Yeah. It. When she uh, picks up the phone, she can hear Casey on the other, on the other end. And then we get a scene of her being dragged away. And the dad tells the mom to, to go down to the McKenzie's and call the police. And as the mom walks out, we uh, see a scene of Casey hanging from the tree, tied up in the swing that we saw earlier. And then it zooms into her. And then we cut to a girl typing on the computer. And her name is Sydney Prescott. She hears noise outside, outside. And she goes to the window to investigate. And right then, a guy grabs her and scares her. It's like another jump scare. There's a few in this movie. He says he's sorry, apologizes, and, you know, don't hate me. And there's a knock at her door. Yeah, it's her dad. He says he heard screaming because she was screaming and grabbed her. And she said, nope, no screaming. And then he tells her he's going to the expo all weekend. You know, dad's going to be gone. Set the scene. He's going to be gone until Sunday. And... Once he leaves, we learn that the guy in the window is Sydney's boyfriend, Billy. Uh, he was just hiding behind the bed when Dad was looking in the room. And Billy says he was uh, at home watching The Exorcist. It was the edited version, so all the good stuff was taken out. Mm-mm. But it made, made him think of, of her and it made him think of them. How romantic. So very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like... Okay. And he's like, you know how we started off hot and heavy, radar, working our way to NC-17? He goes, but things have changed lately, and it seems like we're edited for television. (laughs) Such a weird (laughs) analogy. (laughs) These teenagers always think that they're so insightful. (laughs) So poetic. 
Yeah. Poetry. Get out of my room right now. <laughs> 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 Get your movie ass out of here right now. That's crazy. She's like, you thought you can climb in the window and we'd have a little raw footage? <laughs> yeah. He says he wouldn't think of breaking her underwear rule. He just wants to do some on the top, on top of the clothes stuff. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's where it starts. <laughs> so, of course, they start making out. And, of course, he goes too far and she makes him stop. It, he's like, you don't know what you do to me. And she's like, you don't know what my dad will do to you. <laughs> and then she gets, says she appreciates the romantic gesture. Yeah, he says he's not trying to rush the sex stuff. He was only half serious. And as he's climbing out the window, she's like, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? And she flashes a boob at him. And <laughs> Billy says, she's just a tease. So then we cut to Woodsboro High School. And there's news crews, police everywhere. And see reporters giving their thoughts on the murders that happened because everybody knows by now. Casey and Steve were murdered, uh, except for Sydney. She didn't know. And kind of getting a little jump scare here when her friend Tatum shows up. And Sydney asks Tatum what's going on, and she tells him that Casey and Steve were killed last night. And she goes, you know, not just killed, like splatter movie killed, ripped open from end to end. And the police are at the school. Tatum tells Sending the police are at the school because they're in, you know, interviewing everybody. And she says that Dewey said this was the worst crime that he's seen in years, even worse than, well, it's bad. So it's kind of something they know that we don't know yet. Mm. We'll learn later. And for the listener, Dewey is her older brother who is a deputy sheriff. Deputy Dewey. Yep. Deputy Dewey. Yep. Who also. Starred with Drew Barrymore in Never Been Kissed, where he plays her brother in that. There you go. There you go. Nice. So, cut to a classroom. Sydney gets called to the principal's office because it's her turn, teacher says. We cut to a scene of the, the principal's office and the sheriff and deputy Dewey are there. And they're like, who's next? And they say, Sydney Prescott. And they kind of infer what Casey was talking about earlier, but they don't really say anything. And the police just want to ask her a few questions. And she's sitting in a chair and the principal like touches her jaw or cups her jaw. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. And then we're outside again at the school and we hear the principal making an announcement. And this was kind of weird too. Played like, by Henry remember, Winkler. Yeah, the fawns. Hey. Fawns. There hey. we go. Full circle. Now you know why we were making <laughs> fawns jokes. Hey. hey. You know, uh, it's going to continue forever. Because <laughs> so. I just like doing that. Yeah, so. I do too. Hey. So the principal's making an announcement. Remember, your principal loves you. And I want you to be safe. All students are encouraged to return to their homes promptly from school grounds. Avoid strangers, walk in twos and threes. And the camera pans down to Sydney and Tatum. And I'll just give their names now. Billy, Stu, and Randy 
are all sitting at a water fountain. And they're talking about the questions that they were being asked. And the, the boys said they were asked if they hunt. And they're like, why? You know, because the bodies were gutted. And Tatum says, they didn't ask me if I like to hunt. And Stu says, because there's no way a girl could have could have killed them. She says, that's sexist. The killer could have easily be female. Basic instinct. And this is where we get our um actually moment. Because Randy <laughs> goes, well, uh, that was a nice pick. Not exactly the same thing. And Randy's the, the video store horror dude. Yeah, that's the guy I'd be playing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. I just I tuned out yeah. of their conversation a little bit because I was yeah. like, it was so argumentative teenage talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's how I felt. It, so they talk about the killings, and Sydney asks, how do, how do you gut someone? And Steve says, you take a knife, and you slit them from growing the sternum. And then, you know, we find out that Stu dated Tatum, but she dumped him for Steve. Tatum asked Steve, or Stu, I thought you dumped Casey for me. And then Randy asked if the police knew he dated the victim. And Stu's like, why? I'm trying to say that I killed her. So they go back and forth accusing each other. And Billy says, or Stu says, I didn't kill anybody. And Billy says, nobody said you did. And Randy sarcastically says, because it takes a man to do something like that. <laughs> and then he, he does like a um, Jerry Lewis interpretation. <laughs> this is what he kind of sounded like, didn't he? Yeah. Like, Am I right, like, fellas? No. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, um, did you put her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and pancreas? And Tatum was getting upset. So Stu says, you better liver her alone. Get oh it. God, I hate that so much. And he was That's like waiting line. for validation on his <laughs> stupid joke. <laughs> he kept saying it, leave her alone. <sighs> so now we cut to we see a school bus. We just got a lot of scenes just cut to to something totally different. Yeah, it's fine. So we see a school bus roll up to Sydney's house and they show her inside or outside and she's Calling Tatum because she wants to stay with her for the weekend. And Tatum says, Yeah, that's that's cool. She'll be there by seven to pick her up. And Sydney goes, you know, with everything going on, it feels like deja vu all over again. And so she starts packing for the weekend. And then she sits down and starts to watch TV. And this is where we find out that Sydney's mother, Maureen Prescott, was um, sexually assaulted and murdered a not year far ago. From the town square, yeah. So yeah, it's coming up on an anniversary, one year anniversary. And I guess that's what Tatum meant by uh, "deja vu." There. Yeah, and like what they were talking about earlier. So she falls asleep on the couch. And we see the sun going down outside, and we focus in on the clock, and it's 7.15. And Sydney's phone rings, and it's Tatum. She says she's running late. Sydney's like 30 past 7. And Tatum says, don't worry, Casey and Steve didn't bite it until way after 10. And she says she's going to stop by the video store, get a Tom Cruise movie, and then 
come pick her up. And as soon as she hangs up, the phone rings again. And this time it's the killer that we heard from earlier, same voice. And he's like, hello, Sydney. Scary night, isn't it? With all the murders and all. It's like right out of a horror movie or something. Sydney thinks it's Randy, of course. And the killer asks Sydney if she likes scary movies. And Sydney goes, I like what you're doing with your voice, Randy. It's sexy. He's got a voice mm-hmm. modulator that he uses. It is a cool voice, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when I do our stories to dismember TikToks and I have a voiceover, I use the ghost face voice for it. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I like it. <laughs> so the killer's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And Sydney says she doesn't watch that shit. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act. Nice. Who's always, run- who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Killer says, are you alone in the house? And she's like, Rainy, that's so unoriginal. I'm disappointed in you. And he goes, baby, that's because I'm not Randy. And she's like, who are you? And he says, the question is, where am I? And she's like, so where are you? And he's the front porch. So she calls his bluff. She walks out to the front porch and she's looking around and she's asking him where he's at. And he says, right here. And she like searches around the porch and she's like, can you see me right now? And she sticks her finger up her nose, <laughs> starts looking around the yard. And she's like, what am I doing? And she goes to hang up the phone. She's like, nice try, Randy. She goes to hang up the phone. And the killer says, if you hang up on me, you'll die like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Your mother sure didn't. Sydney goes back inside the house. And as she does, uh, the killer pops out from the closet. And he attacks her. And he, like, bangs her head on the floor and almost knocks her out. As rich as these people are, they really need, like, security systems in their homes. Yeah, true. I hadn't even thought of that. That's true. <laughs> I think they'd have cameras or something. Yeah. yeah. Sound system alert things, whatever. Panic room. Panic room. Panic room. Panic room. That'd be I need a panic room just to say I have one. That's pretty What sick. is a panic room? It's like a secure room like to in panic your in. house. Yeah, that you can go into and it locks. Like a bunker? Kinda, yeah. Panic room. Sounds like some rich people shit. Yeah, it is. There's a whole movie called Panic Room. Wow. We could do it one time. Panic Room. It's got uh, Jodie Foster in it. Oh, I love Jodie Foster. I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, she escapes by kicking him off. We we kind of realize this killer is not supernatural in any way because he can get his ass kicked. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot. She tries to go outside, but the, she can't undo the chain lock on the door. So what does she do? She runs upstairs. <laughs> it, she locks herself in her room, and the killer's trying to break in, and she kind of has this weird way where her closet door can block the door to her bedroom from opening. And so she keeps her dad out. So... The killer's trying to get to her, and she tries to call 911, but she gets a dead, dead signal because, you know, the phone is still connected or whatever. So 
guess what she does back in 1996? She calls 911 <laughs> through the computer. computer. Yeah, that's that awesome. Cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty fancy. Man. Can you? St- you should imagine you can still do that, right? You got to be able to. <laughs> Yeah, right. I just never hear of people doing that. So. I don't even know if you could do it back then, honestly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the real question. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Billy shows up at her window and she tells him the killer is in the house and he has a knife. And I will turn it over to Miguel because I'm about to pass out my right. voice. All right, and what happens next? I'll just say it though. Fucking Bill, uh, phone plops out of Billy's pocket. Immediately suspicious. <laughs> we got him. Thirty minutes in. Yeah, she freaks no, out. Yeah, got him. No, yeah, she's she a, she's out, immediately and... suspicious of him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, Mister movie poetry man yeah and uh he she runs <laughs> she runs downstairs billy chases after her she opens the front door and dewey is there scares her with the mask <laughs> ghost face mask <laughs> oh, yeah, he he's, it up. he's holding it <laughs> yeah. like right at face level yeah when she opens the door <laughs> which, damn it dewey which also scares him <laughs> with the gun by the way pointed at her that's dangerous she has the gun pointed all over the place. Stratton and, uh, and I were wondering at this point if Dewey was the killer because he was like right there with the mask in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he could have just as easily like lied saying, oh, he found it. Yeah. Yeah, because he says, yeah, he found uh, Yeah, so they arrest Billy. They got him. Sheriff pulls up. Billy saying he didn't do it, obviously, as you do. <laughs> you got to say you didn't do it. He's put in the paddy wagon, as they call it. And uh, they check on Sydney or Sid. And Tatum pulls up her best friend and Dewey's sister. That's where I wrote that down. (laughs) And she's going to stay with them for the night because her dad's out of town. So, does mom know? (laughs) Yeah, sweaty. I love Dewey's lines. Mm. He He gets no respect, I tell you. No respect. All right. <laughs> he's not bumbling exactly, but he's no, like, no, no. he's adorable. I don't know how else to put it. What did he say his real name was? Because they call him Dewey. But I think he says his real name once. Dwight. Was it? Yeah. Officer D- Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> but they just call him Dewey the whole time. <laughs> so there you go. Shows you how much respect. Gail, the reporter, arrived. Oh, yeah, well, Dewey shows the sheriff the mask. Creepy, right? Yeah, crazy. So Gail arrives, the reporter, and uh, Jesus calls her cameraman Jesus for some reason. <laughs> Even though later, I think they, she calls him Frank or something. I, guess. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Kenny. Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling him Kenny, though. But yeah, she's like, Kenny, get the camera, hurry up. And she just bothers Tatum the whole time. And he, she's like, can you tell me anything? And Tatum's like, yeah, you're a real pain in the ass. Get out of here, you dummy. With your, got him. Got him. With your canary yellow suit, looking like a bird. Big bird. Big bird. 
you hear that name, you better start running. All right, but she berates <laughs> the cameraman. She's like, when I tell you you get the camera, you get the fucking camera, you fat ass. That's body shaming. Yeah, it is. You would know he's not really that fat, honestly. It just looks I know. like a normal dude. It was the 90s, though. They had was, crazy standards. That was fat for the 90s. It's just a normal dude. All right. It's just normal. <laughs> so Sydney at the police station... Dewey asks her, are you sure that's a Hilton where her dad was staying? And she says, yeah. And he's like, well, we can't find him. Uh-oh. That got me. I'm like, oh, it's got to mean something. Because then, then Stratton and I were like, oh, well, maybe her dad's the killer. <laughs> I'm like, where is this going? Interesting. Yeah. Not me. Uh, so, yeah, that's weird. I just, I just like, caught Aaron whispering that Miguel was the killer. <laughs> I feel like I would hear giggling in the closet and I'd be like, what the fuck? Miguel, what are you doing in there? I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> no, so... No, you're not. <laughs> I'm just goofing. You, Miguel. I'm just goofing. I'm just goofing. <laughs> you stab me. Goofing. I'm just goofing. <laughs> I'm just goofing. I'm, I'm like, Sir. ow! <laughs> Good joke, Miguel. Uh. <laughs> Serial killer goofing. <laughs> yeah so he's like we'll find him maybe he stayed somewhere else <laughs> yeah don't worry Sid so we see Billy staring at her looking like a serial killer <laughs> Billy does not do any favors to himself because he's always looking creeping he's, he's got like a gaunt looking face too <laughs> looks like a killer like I don't know, maybe is he supposed to be cute looking I can't I don't know I don't really. I don't know. Uh, no. He's he's brooding. I guess so. He's. Oh, you know what? Stratton said that he looked like a young Johnny Depp, and he kind of does. And yeah, I kinda, mean, people love Johnny Depp. Yeah. Or at least young Johnny Depp, appearance-wise. Yeah. Well, Billy is played by Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. I recognized him from um, yeah. As Good as It Gets. He plays a he plays a bad guy in that too. <laughs> anyway, he's being uh, interrogated by the sheriff with his dad there. What a nerd! Being interrogated being with your dad at your side. He's white. No, just kidding. But yeah, I mean, he is white. That is a factual thing. So anyway, he's asked like, "What are you doing at Sydney's?" Huh? He's like. Just wanted to see her. It's a good cover story, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, what else? You, I mean, you can go see your girlfriend. I guess that's the thing. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing with the cellular phone, son?" And he's like, "Everybody's got one, sheriff. No, everybody who's rich got one." I'm, I'm just confirming. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I didn't get my phone until I was 14, and that was still a, a fucking cheap button phone i had one looked like a calculator yeah i I, I mean kind of same but i got mine a little bit later yeah so there you go (laughs) (laughs) mr killer suspect buster what's his name billy Billy. of course it would be what a little kid's name billy boy psycho killer 
I forget what he said. Oh, he was watching TV, got bored, decided to go for a ride. And there you go, yeah. Did you happen to ride by Casey's house? No, I didn't, Sheriff. I didn't kill anybody. That's what they all say. And yeah, they say they're going to have to hold him for the night or forever long they want to, I guess, until they get the phone records. And he's like, that's crazy. You know that I didn't do it. And he goes back to staring at fucking Sydney from the other room and she's looking at him and he looks crazy and he's not doing himself any favors and he's crazy and we see the media circus outside obviously and Gail's there in her canary yellow suit <laughs> yeah power suit I did <laughs> reporter suit. wonder yeah. one mm-hmm. thing they were talking about his cell phone why couldn't they yeah. just look back at his previous calls true That's good. I guess he could delete them too but still I don't know it was before my time. No, it's two years before I was born. <laughs> kind of was. Right? Yeah. Anyway, Gail Weathers reporting for duty. Top story. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucking bum. She rushes up to the front of the line in front of all the media. And she's like, hopefully we can get a glimpse of Sydney Prescott. And the police stops her. And... Billy taken away by police, followed by her dad, and then Tatum shows up. Uh, yeah, Sydney won't look at him. And Tatum comes and comforts her. And Dewey says the costume is sold everywhere. No way to track the purchase. What a what a great marketing and merchandising tactic yeah, to invent right. a costume for a film and sell them at the same time. So smart. So rich. Yeah, <laughs> so smart. So rich. All right. Oh, God. All right. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No can track the costume nerd. Yeah. What about the cellular phone bill? We're pulling. Uh, yeah. You can't know nothing. You can't know nothing until the morning. And Dewey asks the sheriff if he thinks he did it. And then the sheriff is like 20 years ago. He would have said, not a chance. Yeah, 20 years ago, the 70s were the most serial killers were. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. But uh, now, with these youngins, I have no idea. <laughs> Ain't that always what they say? Mm-hmm. But yeah. And Tatum wants to leave, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't know why Tatum sounds like that. <laughs> Tatum's, a, Tatum's a woman. But she's like, God damn it, Dewey, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> and Dewey's like, Dewey's like, fucking, I'm the law around here. You respect me, Katoo. He spits in a barrel. No, he didn't do that. But he's like, he's like, I respect me. That's what mom said, which is pretty pathetic. <laughs> Did he really say that? Like, mom said yeah. to respect me? Yeah, well, I'm wearing the uniform. That's so funny. Uh... And he's like, all right, Sheriff's like, take them out the back from the secret back door entrance. And they do. And we cut to Gail Weathers, and she immediately clocks the back (laughs) uh, exit from the... She's smart. She clocks it, and she goes down the alley, and she bum-rushes Sydney as Dewey's getting the car. And she bum-rushes them. She's like, what happened? And Tatum's like, get out of here. And then Sydney's like, no, I got this. Sydney's like, what about your book? How about your book, Miss Gale? What's about the book that you wrote? We later learn it's a book about her mom's 
death and everything that happened. And she's like, good. And Sydney's like, oh, hopefully it's good. And then Gail's like, I'll send you a copy. And then Sydney clocks her one. Gives yeah, her a one, so two. insensitive. Yeah. yeah. I get that Gail. she has a job to do, but <laughs> no tact. Hell no, she's a reporter, man. She got to do what she got to do. And, but yeah, she gets clocked when she gives her a Mike Tyson right. Mm-hmm. And she knocks her down. Gail <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Tatum's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's like a nice shot. And Dewey asks, Where'd you learn to punch like that? <laughs> that was really good. He doesn't even like get mad because this is Hell considered man. assault. Yeah. It's fine, bro. It's good to be friends with the police, I guess. <laughs> Oh, God, that's pretty dark to say, though. <laughs> hey, cut to Tatum's place and Dewey's place, and Tatum's, like, kyped about She's like, yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Is this when they're chilling in her bedroom, Tatum yeah, and yeah. Sydney? I thought it was yeah. weird that she had two beds. True. I get, yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, guess, yeah I, don't know, I guess you can show two chicks in the same bed for some reason. I've never seen. Rich people. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I've seen like yeah. I've had friends who had bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Never, never been True. to a friend's house where they had two separate beds, like a couple from a fifties television <laughs> show where they're not allowed <laughs> to sleep in the same bed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's hate a mask if she believes Billy did it, and Sydney is like, "Well, Billy was there. It's pretty good evidence." <laughs> And call for Sydney. Who could it be? Anyone? <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> it's Bueller. her friend. <laughs> it's her friend with Ghost the same voice face. from before. Ghost face. Of course it it is. Oh well she says, Is it my dad? You gotta constantly reminding that the dad is somewhere, but yeah. where is he? Missing. He ain't there. Hmm. No, but it's Ghostface <laughs> with the voice. And he's like, Sydney, what's up, girl? <laughs> you ain't at your place. No, but he's like, uh, poor Billy boy. Poor Billy boyfriend. That's pretty good. Poor Billy boyfriend. <laughs> Innocent guy doesn't stand a chance with you. All right, bro, you can't, don't judge my dating habits, bro. All right. Yeah, it looks like you... Fingered the wrong guy again. Phrasing. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. But yeah, it's like, um, you'll figure out who I am soon enough. Promise. I can't do the ghost face voice. (laughs) (laughs) Promise me. I promise you. But she hangs up. Every now and then you hear some really good music playing in the background. Yeah, the red right hand. Red right oh hand. It's the same song. I think they play it twice. It's very, yeah, they, it's they cool play it a couple play. of times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then Billy's all, no, Dewey's all like, what? And they kind of leave the room for some reason, I guess, to comfort Sydney. And Dewey, <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking picks up the phone and he's like hello <laughs> like an idiot <laughs> like a fucking detective movie or something like <laughs> this moment 
cut to I don't know any of the other words maybe that's good though because we don't want to be hit with a DMCA is that what it's called yeah yeah uh next day at school you got skaters skating you got people working you got uh sydney tatum and dewey watching the news talking about sydney being assaulted and then they talk about her being the daughter of the woman who got attacked and killed by a convicted murderer cotton weary uh that's a weird name to have cotton Cotton weary. It reminds me of that material. <laughs> That's weird. Old strategy cotton. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> yes, they talk about that, and Dewey uh, turns off the TV, as you do. And Dewey says Billy was released last night. His settle. His cellular. His cellular. His cellular. <laughs> Cellular bill was what was it cleared? I guess last night. Nick, you didn't get him on anything. Fuck. They don't got him. Oh well. Fuck it. Dewey drives him to school, <laughs> and police are there too. And she gets bum rushed by more media. It was so callous. No tact, as you said, <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, so there's literally somebody just comes up to her with the microphone and says, "How to feel to almost get murdered last? Yeah. <laughs> How to feel to almost get fucking gutted last night? You like your idiot. mom? Like your dead literally. mom? That's in the ground. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> How about that? How'd that feel?" And just do is like, come on, she just wants to get an education. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. But yeah, they get up in there. And then Sydney walks up to Gail and is like, um, off the record, on the record, to the top and to the whatever. It's uh no, she wants to talk to her. And he's like, You over for my mother, you fucking they talk about Cotton Weary, the guy who was arrested for her mother's murder. I guess. And they talk about it. And shit, how do I explain this? Shit? <laughs> they the, talk about it. The way I put it is that the news reporter thinks Sydney is lying about who killed her mother. Yeah. Which is yeah, crazy. Apparently, Gail's book is full of theories and stuff uh, about Cotton, I guess, being innocent. And Sydney brings that up and. Uh, yeah, pretty much Gail still believes Cotton is innocent because she's interviewed him a bunch of times and he hasn't changed the story once. And Sydney's like, well, I st- she still believes he did it because she was there to witness him walking out of her house. As- it's weird. Uh, yeah, I guess she was the witness to that. And what Gail was, was he like, doing no, there? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they don't explain uh, that, do they? No. And Gail's like, no, you saw someone walk out. And that someone framed Cotton by putting that, I guess, I guess Sydney saw somebody with a jacket. That's how she clocked him. And Gail's like, no, he, somebody put that jacket on in his car to frame him, which I don't know what's, uh, I don't know. Gail's weird. She has a lot of, it's weird. It reminds me of Serial way, way back when Serial was still a thing. It was like the reporter really wants this guy to be innocent for some mm. reason. But what's the evidence though? She says it all with such yeah. conviction, though. 
that she mm-hmm. thinks that Sydney got this all wrong. Yeah, I'm like Sydney well, denies yeah. it, but you can tell in her face mm-hmm. that the seed of doubt has been planted. Yeah, and Gail clocks that too. She's smart. <laughs> this is your word for the episode, Miguel. Clocks. Uh, yeah, I've said that occur. <laughs> clocks yeah. clocked. Oh no, that, that is my word of the day. I guess I have one every week. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, so she notices that Sydney is has doubt in her convictions. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this today. I don't know. All right. I'm sorry. All right. And um You good? But yeah, so uh Gail notices that and she starts asking leading questions, by the way. Mm. <laughs> as a lawyer would say. Uh like uh you think he might be innocent or you think the killer might still be out there or oh, you think the murders are linked? Ah. Uh? And Sydney's like, "I'm sorry. I punched you out last night." sorry i mangled your face is exactly what she said which is a cool <laughs> walking away line i guess mm-hmm. three you punch somebody gail smiles <laughs> what a bitch <laughs> that's what i wanted she's awesome i like gail as a character by the way i don't know what you think of her as a character she's pretty awesome i, like I think she's okay it's just pretty cool for me she grew on me more as the yeah, yeah. film went on yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tells the her um Kenny, her cameraman. She's she tells like, her Kenny. Her Kenny. <laughs> Everybody's got one. <laughs> Get yours now for now. I'm doing a commercial. All right. Uh, I have a Kenneth. Yeah, oh, wow, fancy. Uh, you've got a Kenneth. <laughs> wow, fancy. <laughs> Bought the expensive. Wow. Man. All right. That's, uh, she's like an innocent man in death row. I guess this is what Sydney was talking about. <laughs> when she gets an idea, she just runs with it, I guess, like immediately. But yeah. Yeah, killer's still on the loose, all right. And she's like, you know what this means? We can save an innocent man's life. And then the cameraman smiles all like, yeah, that's true. We can. And she's like, you know what this can do for my rip? <laughs> she's only thinking about herself. <laughs> and the cameraman's like, oh, fuck, Gail, you bitch. <laughs> that's all you think about. Anyway, inside the school... This is such a high school thing to do. Somebody with the ghost mm-hmm. face costume runs through the halls, scaring everybody, just being annoying, and Stu's there laughing. And yeah, of course. And he's like, you seeing this place? It's like Christmas. <laughs> and uh, Sydney, I guess, going, bell rings, Sydney leaving, runs into Billy. God, he, Jesus Christ, this Billy guy. <laughs> He doesn't do any favors for himself, just showing up all over the place and scaring people all over. And Billy's like, you, you think it was me? And, he, and she's like, well, no, not now, I guess. You've been cleared. But she's like, but somebody was there. And Billy's like, yeah, I scared him off. What? <laughs> all right, dude. He's like, yeah, yeah what a I, weird the police assumption. Say, yeah, the police say I scared him off. All right, dude. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> all right, dude. That's such a me thing to say. No, it's kidding. Oh, he he oh, yeah, he starts on. making such douchebag remarks after yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend that would rather accuse me of being a killer than touch me. She's like, dude, I almost died last night. And he's like, yo, I'm talking about us, dude. That's so, oh, God. You can never say that. Especially not after you're girlfriend was almost killed come mm-hmm. on bro you're gonna bring relationship stuff to the fucking and on top of that he starts talking about 
mm-hmm. his mom leaving and equating yeah. it to her mom leaving. But her mom was <laughs> murdered. She didn't just leave. That's very different. <laughs> what a dummy. Yeah, and he says, yeah, he brings that up and he's like, you know, well, I think you just have to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> no bro just get over it just get over your mom being killed it's not even been one year by the way tomorrow's a one year anniversary oh my gosh that happened. yeah he's like sorry it's a bad analogy <laughs> she's like oh you fucking idiot and she leaves and he, she's like I'm sorry my trauma ties life and convenience to your perfect existence which is an awesome line yeah it's I like her a lot yeah. she has cool lines yeah I cut to Mr. Uh, His name's Henry Mr. Winkler. Henry, yeah. <laughs> Henry Winkler, the Fawns, hey, berating two uh, kids with the masks on, <laughs> tears them off. He's like, you sick fucks. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> You, you make me sick. Your entire generation. Yeah. And he brings out scissors. That was a big ass pair of scissors. Too. Big ass scissors. The way he brandishes them and yeah. uses them so dramatically. At this point, I decided he was the killer. Yeah, he was, I had uh, no other basis for this. Give me some anxiety when he was just like sticking the scissors. In the kid's face. Yeah, it was weird. It was for real. Mm. Yeah, and he's like, two of your fellow students savagely murdered, and this is the way you show sensitivity? Let me tell you something, busters. You both are expelled. And he uses the scissors to cut up, cut up the masks. And they're like, that's not fair, Mr. Henry, Henry, whatever. And he's like, you know what would be fair? It would be to rip open your insides. Does he say that? Yeah. Okay. This is what the scissors all fucking doing it on their chest. That definitely, like, probably was part of what convinced me that he was the killer Mm. in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Just very sharp scissors. He's like, hang you from a tree and show everybody who you're fucking sick, little desensitized. (laughs) After that, we see Sydney in the bathroom, women's bathroom. And it's all graffitied up. You see some writing on the wall. It's all Dana's fast. I guess she's on track or something. Some writing on the wall. <laughs> I just tried to read everything that was written on the wall. <clears throat> anyway, so Sydney's there and she overhears some pair of girls, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, and yeah. they're gossiping about her. Yeah. In Valley Girl accents. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she was never attacked. She made it up. Yeah, the girls have some issues. Yeah, she made it all up for attention. And she goes into one of the stalls as they get out. And she says, what, he, what if Sydney killed Casey and Steve? And he's like, why would she do that? And maybe she'd come up with the whole theory of why she would do it. Mm-hmm. Just out of thin air. And that's how gossip works. And that's Facebook now. <laughs> These same people. You're making up theories on Facebook now. Uh, but yeah, she's... um. Comes up with theory and she's like, yeah, and ends with like, well, I mean, because suicide is also last year after all her trauma. And she's like, homicide is in this year. (laughs) It's a crazy line. It is crazy. And imagine all in Valley Girl accents. Yeah. 
Suicide is so last year. <laughs> Homicide is in right now. <laughs> Stupid. For the fashionable serial killer. That would be a good magazine. Sorry. <laughs> red uh, oh, yeah. is always in style. Blood red. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she hears her name being whispered in the bathroom like Sydney. It's good ASMR. Killer ghost face ASMR. (laughs) Probably bet you there's a video of there. Yeah. Ghost face ASMR. Copyright, copyright, just in case. (laughs) No. So we can do it. Somebody's already done. (laughs) Damn. Such a good idea. Anyway, she looks at the one of the vents, is like, oh, I guess it was just a vent. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I can move along. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Doesn't that happen with you guys sometimes? Like you hear the vent whisper, Aaron. <laughs> or for, for you, Miguel, it'll say, Miguel. When I was a kid, when, uh, my uh, grandma in one of her rooms in her house had a hole in the wall where air got in. And it did sound like somebody whistling or like, Mm. whispering sometimes freak I'd always freak you out because you always forget it was there mm. it was just the air though it was just the air keep telling yourself that it was just the air <laughs> that I heard okay <laughs> anyway she looks at the bed and uh, he's like oh it's just the air and then she hears it again I don't think it was the air Sydney. Um, and she looks under the stalls again and she sees two legs coming down from the toilet and the ghost face robe (laughs) falling down (laughs) very methodical this guy is or a girl inclusive (laughs) whoever it may be (laughs) not that I want to be killed by a hot girl ghost face or Totally wouldn't be into that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, she gets attacked in the bathroom pretty much. Uh, so she gets attacked by the ghost face killer. There is a song, no? Like Psycho Killer. I was literally about <laughs> to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's by Talking there, Heads, one of my favorite yeah, bands. Yeah. I just, all I've been thinking every time I've said, <laughs> said killer or psycho or psycho killer. Dur, dur, dur. I don't know how it goes, uh, uh, but I just remember that. Uh, 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 hey, all right. <laughs> we got two songs now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bastardized versions. <laughs> anyway, so Sydney runs out of the stall, and we uh, go outside to the press again, talking about the pranks. Students wearing ghost face masks. Same costume, more Brian the Killer. You can literally fear. You can literally feel the fear on the campus. She said, "Yeah, I'm sure. Everybody's so scared, walking around like it's a party, <laughs> except Sydney. She's the only one, literally the only one, taking shit seriously." And Dewey walking up to the school, and then Gail stops Dewey and butters him up. <laughs> She's famous. 
famous <laughs> Gil Weathers. It's pretty much hit it, flirting, flirting with, with him. Yeah. Flirting with him. We find out Dewey's 25. Hey, that's my age. That's you crazy. Know. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That, You're the same age yeah. as the deputy sheriff. Yeah, crazy. Hey, huh? I was 25 when the movie came out. That's crazy. Ooh. Damn. And a new Scream movie came out this year, the, the year I turned 25, Scream 6. Wow. That's crazy. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. What does it mean? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It means that this happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. If, anyway, if Gail flirted with me like this, I'd, I'd, I'd do the same as Dewey. I'm no better. I just, She's famous. And she's not that bad looking. So I was about to say, not? she's very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say. I think dude, April O'Neil wears yellow better, but. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. <laughs> anyway, she's wearing what doing, and she's like, <laughs> he fucking falls for it, obviously. And um, on the speakers, fucking Fonz says that, uh, <laughs> nope, class is until further notice, and there's a curfew at night. <laughs> everybody claps, everybody celebrates. Yeah. Like, no classes. And Man, these kids are crazy. There. Bro, where where is does this exist? Because if <laughs> I'd love to live in a high school <laughs> in a movie universe, because literally nobody does anything, and you only go to one class in the whole day, then go back to home, and weird shit happens. Anyway, it's like the entire school is like this. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like I get a few students being so blasé about crazy situation like this like horrific situation but the whole school is celebrating and basically thanking sydney for yeah <laughs> like being victimized is crazy <laughs> yeah nobody is sensitive to the situation no yeah and uh gail trying to find a scoop from dewey is like uh talking about sydney's dad still hasn't been found but you know, still a suspect, and um, not ruled out as a possibility. And then Dewey's like, "Yeah, yeah, bro." He's like, "Hey, Miss Weathers, you're much prettier in person, I must say." Chikachika. Hell yeah, bro. He's got game. And for real. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. He. I don't know. That was smooth. Yeah. That I'm was like, smooth. At least be smooth with the ladies if you ain't getting respect by anybody else. <laughs> no he's respect. Got, but he's got, yeah. this is what the kids these days, they call Riz. Oh, God. He's got Riz. Oh, my God. Have I'm you heard this, ha- Aaron? Yeah. He's got what? Riz. Have you heard this? Uh, no. Uh, don't worry, because I, yeah. I don't think this one's going to last. But this is what kids these days call Riz. It's short for charisma. Yeah. When I realized that, I was like, oh, it still sounds dumb. Please proceed. Yeah. All righty. Yes. So he does that. And uh, yeah. Will this this be a relationship? Will they, won't they? We'll find out. Will they? Won't they? Won't they? Yeah. She's like, please call me Gail. All right. Lindsay and... Nope. Sorry. Sydney and uh sorry about that. <laughs> How'd you get in the movie? I, I don't know. I was that. surprised too. <laughs> anyway, Tatum and Sydney and Stu walk out of the 
it's cool. <laughs> and this first two is like on behalf on the of the entire student body, Sydney, we say thank you. All right, cool. Thank you for almost being killed. All right. And then he just makes an impromptu party tonight at his house. Everybody's invited. Cool. And there, what happened next? This uh, is a funny we, scene. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see the principal in his office wearing the ghost face mask. Just playing in, um, in the mirror. Just playing. Just goofing. Serial killer goofing, as you do. And somebody knocks on his door. Oh, who is it? Bueller. No, it's nobody. Obviously. And he's looking around, looking around. You get scared by his mirror <laughs> reflection. <laughs> somebody knocks again. <laughs> what idiot. <laughs> Too good looking. I'd never be scared by a mirror reflection. <laughs> Anyway, he's looking around by um and this is where we get the fucking not subtle reference. Usually he opens the door, he's like those little shits. And we see somebody literally dressed as Freddy Krueger with the sweater red. It's meant green, to be the janitor, and, but it's mm-hmm. like such an obvious Freddy Krueger sweater and the yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. And the cameo, it's a cameo by Wes Craven. That was him playing the janitor. Hey. Hey. What, what was the janitor's name? Isn't that when, cute? Yeah. <laughs> I would do the same thing if yeah. I were a famous director. For real. And he's <laughs> those little shits. And the janitor's like, what you call me? <laughs> and principal's not you, Fred. Oh my Fred. god, does he call him Fred? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. You get it? All right. Get it? You... I would love if He's Freddy Krueger at... didn't work in a warehouse power plant, whatever it was, and was a janitor at a school. That would just make it so much more perfect. Make it come full oh, circle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, oh, well, he, yeah, so he closed the door and he goes, he looks in his closet for some reason, cabinet, closet. I think That's he's weird. paranoid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he looks inside, nobody inside. And again, he gets scared by his reflection in the mirror. God damn it, it's been twice, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> and then he goes and closes the door to his office. And guess what? It's a horror movie, so the killer is behind the door the whole time. And Ghostface comes out and stabs him in the chest, stomach. All right, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have much to say about how Ghostface kills his victims, honestly. It's just been yeah, stabbing he's, at this he's point. he's just very stabby. Yeah, stabby, stabby. Because that's a personal crime. Because you want to see the victim's eyes as they die. Anyway, so he looks... Uh, at him, and we get a cool shot of the mm. ghost face mask in uh, the Fonz's eyes as he dies. So, oh, that was a good ride. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty cool shot though. <laughs> that's a pretty sick shot. I always like shots where like you see reflections in somebody's eyes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I liked it too. Cut to school's out for summer, and Tatum and uh sydney talking. i was about to do it again <laughs> i was about to talking about the rumors about sydney's mother having affairs and maybe cotton was innocent and in what he did uh-oh uh, 
that's crazy. <laughs> if my friends brought up everything, like all that personal shit all the time around me, yeah. I'd be so... <laughs> Fuck that, bro. That would be That's exhausting. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that Sydney is as emotionally stable as she is. Honestly. That, like, there's Everybody no else. mention of her ever having gone to therapy or taking a break from school or anything. But she no. seems to be the most sane and put together person in this whole film almost. Yeah, everybody else is just fucking kinda uh, shitty. Yeah, very <laughs> shitty. <laughs> yeah, and then Sydney's like, oh maybe maybe he what maybe what if his what if he's innocent? And Tatum's like, no, don't go there. You sound like you're in a West Carpenter flick, that's where she says <laughs> it. <laughs> you get it? Because John Carpenter and Wes Craven are famous, and they kind of do look alike if you like them. Hmm. So they always get confused. So that's where they're at. Wes Carpenter, yeah. Meta, very meta. So, yeah, so yeah, don't freak yourself out. We got a long night ahead of us, you know what I'm saying? Let's boogie. If one of my friends says let's boogie, <laughs> they're, they're probably, I think they're going to kill me. <laughs> that's a psycho thing to say. <laughs> Let's boogie. Holy shit, I'm going to die tonight. <laughs> I'm in a movie. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> Don't ever say that to me in my face ever. That's crazy. Anyway. Going to bookmark anyway. that to say to you later. <laughs> Just taking some notes. Yeah. It's alive. We see Frankenstein on the TV in the video store because that's where Randy Meeks. Randy. That's where Randy fucking works so he comes up it's super busy because you know curfew and everybody out of school everybody trying to get movies before nine or anyway somebody comes up to him you got a movie what the movie with these actors and he's like the howling the howling which is a movie we like almost wanted we didn't watch for i've never heard of that one it's a werewolf movie it was almost one i chose for werewolf month we did the howling so Hey, mm-hmm. another movie shout out here. Horror, straight ahead. Anyway, Randy's like, that's in poor taste. <laughs> What's in poor taste? Why is it? Yeah, yeah, so he sees something in the horror aisle that's in poor taste. And Stu's like, What's in poor taste? So he's like, A fucking Billy standing there after being accused of being a killer, standing yeah. in the horror section. And again, not giving himself any favors, <laughs> not doing himself any favors by. Being a murder suspect, fucking standing in the horror section. <laughs> Maybe he thinks he has nothing to hide. Maybe he thinks it'll be even more suspicious if he avoids the horror section. Mm. Yeah, and Randy's like, he's got killer printed all over his forehead. I agree, for real. I think all these dudes look kind of... Uh, not normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's crazy here. And, um, yeah, and Stu's like, oh, yeah, well, why'd the police let him go, smart guy? And then Randy's like, you idiot. It's because they don't watch enough horror movies, dumbass. <laughs> He's prom night, revisited prom night, haven't seen prom night horror movies, so I don't know. Bookmark that <laughs> prom night. He's like, prom night revisited. 
Stu's like, well, why would he want to kill his girlfriend? And Randy's like, idiot. There's always a bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend, yeah, dummy. I did write that <laughs> quote crazy, down. Which is a crazy thing to say. Stratton made a good point um, about all of this dialogue that's kind of meta or they're talking mm-hmm. about horror movie tropes within a horror mm-hmm. movie. Yes. It's kind of like what you might be the killer was doing. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know, I mean that West one Craven was didn't. obviously like yeah, really yeah, heavy on like... that, but uh just even more reason why you might be the killer didn't need to be made. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sorry i had to do it that's fine that's fine listener you can uh you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to see how i felt about it i think you can guess (laughs) anyway anyway it's like one of our most popular episodes Hmm. psycho killer Uh, 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 I have no idea what he's saying there, so I just made up something. Uh, 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 uh. It's just going to devolve into us making sounds. Karaoke! (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyway. So, yeah, so Randy's like, that's the simplicity of it, dumbass. (laughs) I like saying dumbass. Yeah. Besides, if it gets too complicated, you lose your target audience. And, (laughs) yeah, this dialogue is so, like, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, it's just... We know we're in a movie. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, and Stu's like, well, why, what would it be his reason? And Randy hits it right on the head. And he's like, maybe Sydney didn't want to have sex with him. Ding, 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 ding. Winner. <laughs> Winner. And Stu's like, well, is she saving herself for you? And Randy's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very insensitive thing to think about. He's like, now that now that Billy tried to mutilate her, do you think Sid would go out with me? He's like, oh, oh my, my God. Everybody's so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. And Stu's like, N-, just laughs. <laughs> no, not at all. Dumbass. And Stu's like, you know, I think it is maybe her father. Why hasn't he showed up, huh? Where's her pops? Where's dad? And all of this. Oh yeah, more more speculating, more gossiping. Mm-hmm. And Randy's like, because he's probably dead. And then that moment's like, oh, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good point, actually. He might be dead. He's like, and Randy's like, uh, we're gonna, he's gonna show up at. He pretty much says he's gonna show up at the end. <laughs> all messed up. He's a red herring. He's gonna show up with his eyes gouged out, fingers cut off, teeth knocked out, and he's all oh my screaming. Gosh. <laughs> he's all very screaming. And I like Stu is like, Shh, come on, man. <laughs> Stu looks around, come on, man. <laughs> You're free, don't need too much noise. And and Randy's like, if they'd watch prom night, they know it. There's a formula, very simple formula, and they know it. And he screams at. And Stu Stu does like the weed smoking. Signs and Randy fucking turns around, and Billy, again, looking like a psycho. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "I agree, Randy. It's crazy." And Billy's like, "How do we know you didn't do it, huh? Smart guy." Yeah. And, he's, and Randy's like, "You're right. In a horror movie, I would be the first suspect. I'm the first to admit it. I'd be the prime suspect." And he's like, Stu's like, what'd be your motive? And I didn't get this part. Randy's like, it's a millennium. 
Move, mo, motives. Oh, yeah. Motives are in sense. Okay, yeah. Motives. Okay. For some reason, I thought he said movies. No, he said <laughs> motives. Motives are incidental, so it doesn't matter. All right. That's good. It's a good reason, you know? Even though most killings have a reason, pretty much, but whatever. It's fine, though. And be a serial killer with no reason. That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I like this part before the scene ends. <laughs> I'm with Randy 100%. Yeah, Billy leaves and Stu's like Millennium. That's a good word. Huh? And Randy's like, Randy turns to Stu and is like, you're telling me that fuck isn't a killer? You're telling me that ain't a killer right there? I agree with you, Randy. 100%. <laughs> Cut to right hand. That's the second time they everybody heading home because the curfew 9, 9 p.m dewey driving them to the store i guess dewey driving sydney and tatum yeah yeah and they go to the store and dewey doing police business oh yeah they were getting food for the party yeah 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 yeah, Sydney and Tatum talk about Sydney's intimacy issues again. Tatum talks about them so nonchalantly; it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. no sense of sensitivity to it. She's like, "Yeah, okay, so you have enemy intimacy issues because your mom got killed. Okay, you'll thaw out. <laughs> you'll get over it. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. And yeah, they get some." stuff and when they leave we see ghost face in the store reflection again does the store have no nobody else in the store <laughs> see this guy in a costume he was shopping that's great he was shopping All right. was it just like right. a normal teen in one of those costumes well, any <laughs> i don't know I, did, our, I didn't catch that part so yeah ghost face ghost face reflection and the reflection of the fucking frozen aisle <laughs> uh, did it look ominous like it looked like it was the ghost yeah, face yeah. stalking yeah 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 man I don't think we said it but yeah, yeah ghost face has been in bushes like Michael Myers and mm. he's oh, all yeah. over the place so yeah 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 that's the, the reference I forgot I don't think wait, anyway Dewey and the sheriff talk talk about those calls those calls were listed to Neil Prescott Sydney's father uh oh what does this mean I don't know. Yeah, and the sheriff's like, you know what? Tomorrow's the anniversary of his wife's death. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy. Every time I notice, every time the sheriff, because the sheriff is smoking, every time the sheriff goes to smoke, Dewey like licks more of the ice cream cone he has in his hand. So he's doing it in sync with the sheriff, <laughs> trying to be all cool. That's like, cute. Like, this goes to show you. Yeah. I almost expected him to throw his ice cream down in the shirt. Me too. <laughs> no, I was so waiting for that. that was like, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much the, the sheriff is like, have an eye, keep an eye on Sydney. Because, you know. This is also when mm-hmm. Stratton decided to change his suspicions over to the police chief. He thought really? the police chief was the, <laughs> the murderer now because Dewey asked him if a phone line can be duped. Yeah. And the police chief ignored that question. So Stratton was like, he's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that it's Principal Henry. Just kidding. Oh, he yeah. dead now. 
That'd be a good alibi. I'm dead. I can't <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So the sheriff uh, tells him, "Don't let her out. Don't let her out of your sight." Okay. And Dewey did not throw his ice cream cone when the sheriff threw his cigarette out. But I would have done it. Fuck it. I would have threw that. Fucking that's cool. Cut to the party. Dewey driving them up to the party, and we see Gail and her camera truck thing stalking behind. So that's the thing. So yeah, so Dewey drives them up and drops them off. And inside the party, everybody drinking. Everybody drinking, getting lit. Getting lit, <laughs> as you do. There's a Gail's there, they fucking... You know, never know where a story will break. And Dewey pops up, scaring her. Everybody gets scared of everybody in this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't you have peripheral vision? And yeah, Dewey's there. He says he's keeping an eye on things. All right, not much of a story there. Everybody just kids partying. Okay, whatever. And Gail's like, do you mind if I join you? And Dewey's like, hell yeah. You know what going to happen? What's going to happen? Something going to happen. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. And the cameraman hands... Uh, <laughs> Gail, a secret recording device. I didn't know if it was audio or visual at this moment. Didn't get a really good look at it. But we later find out. It's a camera. <laughs> but we don't know that at the moment. Or maybe we do if you know what the technology was back then. Anyway, so Dewey shows... Uh, yeah, inside the party, everybody's talking. Uh, I like this. Randy was quizzing people on horror movies. Like, how many mm-hmm. Evil Deads? How many Hellraisers? Yeah, and... Sydney notices Jamie Lee Curtis with a bunch of horror movies and she's like well she's all, why is she on all these horror movies and Randy's like she's the scream queen she's the scream queen <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis shouts out to you you millionaire anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody's ringing at the door Stu goes to check and comes back all excited she's like it's Gail Weathers <laughs> and Tatum's like fuck <laughs> Literally, Dewey invited Gail Weathers as his date. <laughs> and Tatum's like, Dewey, what's she doing here? And and Dewey's like, she's with me. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> and Sydney talks to Dewey. Randy pops up. He's like, I need, I need a camera. And Sydney t- asks Dewey if they found her father. And, she, and Dewey's like, not yet. And uh, Gail fucking installs the hidden camera, as we now know. And Tatum heads to the garage. Mm-hmm, to get some beer. Some beer and some doobies. She gets scared by stuff falling, and it's a cat. And we see the cat going outside through the cat door. And she goes back, she's trying to get back into the party, but the door is locked, which is crazy. I hate those doors that lock from the outside, mm. too. That's crazy. Psycho. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, and lights off in the garage. Nobody opening the door for her. She opens the garage door, as you do, because you can open the garage door. And But the garage door only opens halfway and gets stuck halfway. And then she tries to go under it, but it starts closing again. I would have done Indiana Jones <laughs> and try mm-hmm. to get under it before. But she didn't. She looks behind her, and who is it? Who can it be? Is it's it... her BFF, Ghostface. Yes, Ghostface. 
And uh, she's like, oh, come on, Randy. She thinks it's Randy. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Randy. They always think it's Randy, yeah. It's blame for everything. <laughs> Not a good look. Damn it, Randy. Yeah. She's like, cute. What's this movie called? I Spit on Your Garage. That's good. <laughs> Just fill with references here. She's a quick wit, Tatum is. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she'll lose the outfit. If Sydney sees it, she'll flip out. And she's like, oh, you want to play psycho, psycho killer? You want to play psycho killer? And it goes face nod, nods. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll be the helpless victim. And he's like, and he's like, please, Mr. G- killer, don't kill me. I want to be in the sequel. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good line. That was cute. That's pretty good. Uh, and she's uh, well, we find out ain't no joke because fucking Ghostface grabs her arm and cuts, starts slicing and dicing her arm up. And Ghostface chases after her and she knocks him down with the fucking top of the fridge. <laughs> That's crazy. If I ever get hit like that, I'm done as a serial killer. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's an insane way to get Take you out if you try to kill people. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Honestly. Dude. I, I kind of knew that already. <laughs> that's a, I had a suspicion. It was when my fighting, it was with my victim, Jackie Chan, hitting me with fucking <laughs> fridges. That's insane. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to happen. He gets hit by the top fridge door and he gets knocked out. Knocked down. And he gets up this is something that was funny to me like yeah. you guys mentioned it before too but we mm-hmm. see ghost faced getting knocked out getting knocked down mm-hmm. getting hit every now and then yeah. and we never see anybody throughout the movie with like cuts and bruises all over them that would <laughs> indicate that they could be the killer true that's but. a good point. Actually. Yeah, I thought about <laughs> that. That would have been yeah. that would been good fake out too. Like if multiple people started getting like, then they have yeah. all excuses for reasons and everything. And yeah, that's, that's good. Oh, that's I'm just good. another of Ghostface victims. Yeah, yeah. he uh, sliced me the other day. Yeah. I didn't tell you. <laughs> this is from football. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So she starts throwing bottles at him. <laughs> Which stops him in his tracks again. And he goes to stab her and she fucking ducks down and she he trips over her and fucking does a flip. Crazy. She tries to escape through the cat door. Insane. Legendary moment. Mm-hmm. It's been referenced a million times. <laughs> and everything. That's crazy. But she doesn't fit, obviously. And then Ghostface just clicks the garage button and the doors start going up i'm pretty sure she had plenty of time to get out but you know she was also i don't know if a garage door could actually do what it's about to do but (laughs) well yeah so the door keeps going up and up and up and so her head is crushed by the squish yeah that's (laughs) squished yeah that's better squish that's squishing sounds and then we cut to back to the party, and a bunch of people are leaving? Yes. Why? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think I think that happens a little bit. Is it, is people, like, walking out the door for some reason. Oh, anyway. uh, well, okay. So, I think the teenagers mm. are told that 
this is really fucked up. I think the teenagers are told that Principal Henry was found killed. Oh, really? So they all get excited and leave to go to the school and investigate, I think. I think that's the I think that's what we infer, but I think that's when they're told or what they're told and that's why they leave. Crazy. And Billy shows up. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah, and then Billy shows up. (laughs) Again, looking like a psycho killer. He's got an evil haircut. I don't trust that haircut. I was <laughs> looking like Patrick Bateman haircut. I don't know who says it, but somebody <laughs> asks, "What's Leatherface doing here?" Yeah, you're oh, Randy. Randy says yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stu invites them and tells them, "Maybe you can go up to my parents' room to talk or whatever." And he's like very subtle, <laughs> subtle, subtle Stu. Yeah, and then Randy comes up and he's like, "What's what Letterface doing here?" He's like, "He's coming to make up." And he's like, "Oh, where the girl's my chance with Sydney?" And he's like, "Yeah, right." So he's like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> and then Randy's like, "All right, I'm gonna go check on him." You fucking pervert. <laughs> anyway, so we cut back to the van with Gail and her cameraman Kenny spying on high school kids <laughs> at a party through a hidden camera. Uh oh. That's not a good look, if I must say. <laughs> yeah, so he just wants to record everything that happens, right? And yeah, I don't know. I can start here if you want. You want to say, okay, okay. All right, I cool. put yeah. sort of my turn right here, and then sort I of. took like a little, I took more serious notes a little after this. Uh, if you want me to go, I can. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, so. it gets it. Oh, there's so much stuff that happens. Yeah. So I'm gonna like speed run this as fast as I can while okay. still making it coherent. Okay. We see Sydney and Billy go upstairs to talk, and she thinks it's time to stop grieving and time to start fucking. <laughs> but <laughs> that's such a great tagline. But uh, she does. She does think that she was wrong about her mom, and she doesn't want to turn out like her. Because I think people, I think multiple people sort of like say disparaging things about her mom. Yeah. Kind of slut shaming her. It's kind of, whatever. She doesn't want to be like her mom. And Billy makes like a reference to Jodie Foster from Silence of the Lambs. He says a bunch of weird stuff here. It doesn't really matter. He tries to wax more philosophy, saying that it's all a movie. It's all a movie. One great big movie. You can't pick your genre. Just a dumb teenage kid trying to be deep. <laughs> but it works on her because they start making out. And uh, make out. They make out, make out, make out. Kiss, kiss, kiss. The teens downstairs are drinking and excitedly watching Halloween. Ay. They want to see Jamie Lee Curtis's breasts, Ay. and one of them was it Randy yeah. that goes on a horror movie rant and says that there's certain rules to successfully survive a horror movie. One, you can't have sex. Two, you can't drink or do drugs. Three, you can't be right back. Like you can't say, "I'll be right back." And just then, his buddy asks if he wants a beer, and he responds, sure. And then the friend says, okay, I'll be right back. 
ha. <laughs> I like his reaction, Randy's reaction. He's like, oh. Said <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Deputy Dewey and Gail go off together. They have cute little flirtatious back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. And this is when I started taking more serious notes. Mm-hmm. Sydney and Billy were getting hot and heavy upstairs. Downstairs, the teens are watching Halloween. Upstairs, Sydney takes off her top. Downstairs, the teens cheer as one of the girls from Halloween takes off her top. Synchronicity. Hell yeah. The phone rings and Randy picks up the phone. He tells the teens, oh, this is when, this is when he tells the teens that Principal Henry was found dead and hung on the football field. The other teens leave in excitement, presumably to investigate, which is fucked up. And because the TV crew camera feed is lagging, the cameraman only sees the shot of Randy picking up the phone just as the teens all get in their cars to leave. Meanwhile, Deputy Dewey and Gail are walking together down the road, flirting, and some of the teens race by, cheering. Deputy Dewey tells them to slow down, and they nearly run him over. Deputy Dewey ends up on top of her in a very suggestive way, in the grass below, sort of like in a ditch below the road. He kisses her and then apologizes, but then she sees something from afar. And asks if that was what he was looking for. It's Sydney's father's car. Back to Sydney and Billy. Sydney is putting <laughs> on clothes. She doesn't seem, she seems a little off. She doesn't seem like she was really impressed or anything. <laughs> Billy asks if everything is okay. And she says she is, but she still seems off. And for some reason, like you can you can see that the wheels in her head have been turning. She asks who he called when he got his one phone call when he was detained. But he says what did he say? What did he who did he say he called his dad, I think. But she yeah. says that no, the sheriff called his dad. Mhm. I don't know, things aren't adding up. She smiles and sort of giggles, but it all seems to be like her masking her own suspicions of him. Um, And we also know that she got a phone call while he was in prison, so we, the viewers, wonder if she was really his one phone call. Billy says he didn't get an answer when he called his dad, and she just responds, huh. He asks if she still thinks he's the killer, and she says it would be a clever way to mask that he's the killer. And he asks what he has to do to prove he isn't the killer. But then she says, oh my god! And we get a glimpse of Ghostface behind Billy. And she tries to warn him, but it's too late. Even as he turns to face Ghostface, he gets stabbed. And he turns back around to say, Sydney, all bloodied, and he collapses <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Very dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And there's a ghost face chase. Sydney locks him in the bedroom and runs out. Ghost face must have left from another door from that room 
and it is a huge house after all. And he blocks her passage down the stairs. He pursues her to another room, but she slams the door on him. That was a good hit. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a badass. She goes into another room and closes the door, jamming it shut with a surfboard. And uh, she goes to the window and bangs against it, begging for help. She escapes out the window onto the roof, and Ghostface grasps at her, but she falls off and onto a covered boat. So thank you, rich people, for having a covered boat out here. <laughs> she looks up at the window from below, and she sees the body of her friend Tatum hanging from the garage door and freaks out. Jesus. And I was wondering how the other teens didn't see this when they were leaving the house, but whatever. Inside, Randy is sprawled out on the couch, watching Halloween by himself, talking to Jamie Lee Curtis on the TV, telling her to look behind her. Just then, Ghostface approaches him from behind. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was going to say, they play the stinger Michael Myers theme as soon as Ghostface shows mm. up. That's pretty cool. That's pretty I didn't catch sync. that. That's cute. Very in sync. It's very, very meta. meta. There's screams from outside as Sydney runs to the TV van. The camera guy lets her in, and they both see the lagged live feed of Randy. The camera guy uselessly screams, Behind you, kid! Behind you! Mm -hmm. The cameraman opens the van door and looks towards the house. He explains that there's a 30-second delay and then sees that the front door of the house is wide open. <sighs> Ghostface is suddenly there and slashes Kenny's throat. Damn. Sydney pulls the door shut, like she gets in the TV van and pulls the door shut, but he manages to stab her around the shoulder area. She manages to get out of the van from the other side, runs down the road over a fence towards an abandoned farmhouse. We see Deputy Dewey and, oh God, what's her name? Reporter lady. Gail. Gail <laughs> arrive at Stewart's house. Dewey goes inside with his gun ready. Reporter lady <laughs> Gail goes to the van <laughs> asking Kenny for his cellular. But then she sees the pool of blood on the steps of the van and on the ground. And this is where I was asking, where's his body though? Randy pops up out of nowhere and freaks out gale she turns on the wipers which spread around kenny's blood she takes off with the van in kenny's body here it is slides down the windshield she apologizes to his body as she continues at full speed and his body falls off the side of the road sydney appears out of nowhere in the middle of the road trying to stop her which makes gale drive off the side of the road. Sydney calls out for Dewey as she runs up to Stuart's house and we see Dewey stumble out of the front door and collapse with a knife in his back. And then Ghostface appears in the doorway. He runs after her, knife in hand, but she manages to get in the police car in time and lock the doors. She can't find the keys, but Ghostface knows where they are. He jingles them in front of her <laughs> mockingly. <laughs> That was cute. We, oh, yeah. I mean, not cute. You know what I mean. We yeah, see yeah, the yeah. locks of the car pop up, and she uselessly pushes them back in, but the back hatch of the police car slowly opens up without her noticing somehow. She hears a voice on the police radio and responds, asking for help. But Ghostface is there and tries attacking her. She manages to get out. She runs up to the house and grabs the gun off of Dewey's corpse. Stuart and Randy arrive at the house roughly at the same time and beg for help or not to shoot because she aims the gun at both of them. And 
I don't know. I thought it was worth noting that Stuart seemed fine here, just kind of panicky, and Randy looks like he has been stabbed in the leg. Yeah. The boys point at each other, and Sydney says, fuck you both, and locks mm-hmm. herself inside the house. Billy gasps and falls down the stairs, miraculously survived. She helps him up. <laughs> he asks for the gun. He opens the door and lets Randy in. Randy says that Stuart has gone mad. Billy gives a Kubrick stare as he responds, we all go a little mad sometimes. And shoots him! The yeah. fuck? Sydney goes to Randy's body and looks at her boyfriend in a whole new light. Ooh, this is <laughs> gross. Billy licks blood off of his fingers. Corn syrup, he explains, the same stuff they used for pig's blood and carry. Another horror movie reference. Yes, sir. She turns and runs into Stuart, and she pleads with him, but he smiles. Surprise, Sydney, he says. She shoves him aside and runs, but Billy and Stuart corner her. Billy speaks into a voice modulator. So that's where the ghost face voice comes from. Stuart and Billy gloat about the fun they are having and how easy it was to frame Cotton Weary. Billy talks about how it's scarier when there's no motive, how Sydney's mother was loose all over town, so they basically did her a favor by killing her mother. And Billy also explains, I know, it's heavy. (laughs) It's dark. Billy also explains that her mother was having an affair with his dad. And that's why his mother moved away, which is kind of silly because he was gloating about how much scarier killing is when there is no motive. And yet here he is revealing a motive he could have. (laughs) They make fun of her, basically, like they goad her for having sex with and losing her virginity to a psychopath. And Billy restrains her with a knife to her throat and congratulates her on her mom's death anniversary tomorrow as Stuart leaves and comes back with her dad, all bloodied and gagged. And they explain that her dad is a great suspect for all of this. And to help stage this, oh, this is crazy. To help stage this, Billy stabs Stuart. And then Stuart has to stab Billy back. He does it a little too enthusiastically. Billy demands to have the knife back. Stuart rants, saying everyone dies, but them, because you gotta have a sequel. And Billy slices Stuart's shoulder a little bit in response. Sydney says he's been watching too many movies, and Billy retorts that movies don't make psychos, they make psychos more creative. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart whines that he feels woozy. He's lost a little too much blood. Billy makes Stuart go get the gun, which is missing. And Billy approaches, asking where it is. Right here, asshole. As Gail, the reporter, pops up with it. She likes the idea of being the one that saves the day, bringing them to justice. And Sydney says that she likes that ending, too. But Gail pulls the trigger, and there's nothing. Billy kicks her away, and she passes out on top of Dewey's body. Meanwhile, Sydney and her dad have escaped. Billy and Stuart freak out. Billy answers the phone, and it's the ghost face voice mocking them with the same question and answer game, but it's actually Sydney this time, and says that she has called the police. 
Stuart and Billy freak out in their own ways. Stuart is afraid he's going to get in trouble with his parents, and <laughs> Billy's just pissed off. There you go. <laughs> Two different personalities, but both psychopaths. Billy looks at the TV where Halloween is still playing and sees the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding in the closet. Just then, Ghostface jumps out of the closet and stabs Billy with an umbrella. Ghostface removes mask to reveal Sydney, of course. Very dramatic. I, I don't understand where she has the time to go into these theatrics when her survival's at stake, but whatever. <laughs> Amen. I feel like Ghost Mask costume just makes everybody want to be theatric or Hell something. Yeah. It's a movie, babe. You, you might as well. You play the part now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuart runs at her, and they wrestle until she hits him with a vase and then turns the TV over on top of him, which shatters and seems to electrocute him as well. Mm -hmm. Randy comes out of nowhere, and he and Sydney are both surprised that he's still alive. He has never been so glad to be a virgin, he says. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the rules. Mm-hmm. Billy attacks Randy, knocking him out, and then attacks Sydney. He pins her down, but she manages to stick her finger in one of the stab wounds that she Ouch. made with the umbrella. Yeah. He gets ready to stab when bang! Gail shoots him. <laughs> She's alive! And she shoots him. And he seems to die. Sydney helps Randy up, and they go over to Gail. They look down at Billy's body. Randy says, this is the time the killer is supposed to come back to life with one last scare. And he does! Gail shoots him again. Right in the Not head. my movie. Hell yeah. Sydney quips. <laughs> Jump scare! As Sydney's bound and gagged dad comes out of nowhere. Randy helps her to remove her dad's bindings. And then it's daylight. And they take Dewey away on a stretcher. He's alive! And we see Gail giving a report on the story, and there's uplifting music playing. And uh, just before the credits, there's one last jump scare of Ghostface. That's it. That's, that's the movie. The end. Hey, that's pretty much it. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm the Fonz. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's oh, rate okay. this. <laughs> Let's rate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go first. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to give it. It's very good. I like this movie a lot, actually. <laughs> I like this movie and Scary Movie. They're both really good. I'll give this a movie an 8.5 news reporters who save the day out of 10. Because you never really nice. see that. Why not? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Shall, I, shall I jump into my review, mm -hmm. too? It's going to be pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And then save Aaron best for last since this was his movie pick <laughs> mm -hmm. just real quick i want to say it's cool to even though it wasn't very um blatant it wasn't very obvious i mean some people would argue that the lgbtq themes are pretty obvious in this like there seem to be instances where you get a sense that billy and stewart have a thing going on like a secret thing going on i mean besides being like secretly killers and cahoots there seems to be like a little bit of affection there like there's a few moments in the movie where 
I think Stuart is touching the back of Billy's neck. So like when you when you know the context that the screenwriter for this film uh, was an openly gay man and sort of covertly inserted some of these themes. And when you know that these two characters are based on two real life gay criminals, it's just kind of cool to see representation that isn't in a flattering light because people who try to make quote unquote woke content make the mistake of thinking that the content always has to be about the day-to-day struggle of the person who is like in a what's the word I'm thinking of someone who is a minority and that doesn't always have to be the case and they don't always have to be like good likable characters they can be villains sometimes and that's what you get in this movie so yeah it's cool and i want to read up more on the real life criminals that they're based on the movie itself was very entertaining Mm -hmm. It felt like a love letter to horror movies with all the references that were in it, which was fun. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and that's why I'll give this 7 out of 10 horror movie references. Oh my god. Oh my god. Alright, hand the baton over to Aaron. Yes, sir. So, if you've never seen this movie, you could probably watch it in recognize some scenes from it because they got some famous scenes like the phone call at the beginning and a couple other things. I was lucky enough to be able to see this movie as well in the theaters back in 96, 97. It came out late, 96. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was different. I just remember really liking the movie back then. I've seen it a few times since then, but Rewatching it this weekend, I saw Rick saw a bunch of things I didn't see first time I watched it. So if you have watched it, I would say go ahead and give it a good rewatch. And you might pick up on some things you didn't see before or don't remember. It's a good movie. It spawned the franchise. The acting in it's pretty good. I will have to give this an eight out of ten. Ghostface Killers. Nice. <laughs> all right. He's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at how it's the most obvious one. I didn't think. That's I know. I like that though. Like, yeah. I didn't even think well, of it. Um, I was sometimes like, I want to. Uh, sometimes I want to pick an obscure one just to give one of you guys a chance to get the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought y'all did for me. I was like. <laughs> Oh, really? He didn't say it. She didn't say it. I'm I, I just didn't think. I just didn't think of <laughs> the main guy in the movie. <laughs> completely blanked out. Thinking about Gail still, buddy. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, thinking just, about Gail. I'm just kidding. But um, did we decide on what the next watch was going to be? Are there any more like Pride Month picks? Yeah. It would be your turn, Lindsay. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Alright, I think we need to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes. Lee Pace used to be my big uh, movie crush. 
Pete Davidson's in it too. Mm. Came out in 2022, so it's pretty topical. And I love A24 movies. Oh, yeah. I think I have that queued up somewhere. Nice. All right, so it's that one. You want to do that one? Yeah, let's watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Cool. from 2022. Cool, cool, cool. Coming up next. Coming up next on... Stories, Stories to, to Dismember. dismember. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it, or you want to do the outro again? <laughs> kind of like that one. That one? Is? Yeah, let's keep it. <laughs> All right, let's keep it. Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Winfeather, and episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. That's, that's the movie. The end. <laughs>